trials and tribulations. You've been dealing with the things in your house. You've been looking at news. You've been watching so much chaotic stuff. And God says, today we're going to realign. He's going to bring you back to the one thing that matters. If that's you, I want you to lift your hands. And if you're watching online, I want you to lift your hands where you are right now. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, they were in one accord in one place. And then suddenly came a sound. Somebody, somebody say suddenly. There's about to be a suddenly right now in your house. There's about to be a suddenly right now in this place. And they were filled. Come on now. And there was fire. Come on now. Somebody's been missing fire in their life. They've been missing fire in their marriage, fire in their homes, fire on their job. And God said, today, I'm going to release fire again. Your child will be saved. Why? There's fire in the house. See, fire is self-announcing. You don't have to tell somebody that's a fire. Fire, when it shows up, it, it just tells everybody by itself. And when you show up in your house, your husband, your wife, your children are going to see that fire. When you get to your job, they will see that fire. Somebody said, I ain't never had fire, Pastor. You're about to get it. What happens when you touch something that's hot? You know it's hot. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was sitting over there and the weight came on me like I never felt before. I'm just going to release it now. If you need this fire, I want you to come up here right now. When you were up here, when you were up here dancing and they were singing Yahshua, I'm telling you the kingdom is his and you are a part of his kingdom, that means everything that is his is yours, and everything that's yours is his. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. You might as well lift your hands and heart and say, God, I am yours. Father, I pray that your sons and daughters that are standing before you today with their hearts lifted and their arms lifted, God, that you will release a fire that will come suddenly in their life, that will burn everything, that will set passion to everything in the name of Jesus. I pray that cancer dries up. I pray that sickness dries up. I release joy, joy to love again, joy to dance again. I declare over their life freedom in the name of Jesus. I declare freedom in this house. I'm restoring you to the day of your salvation, says the Lord. I'm returning you to the one thing that matters most. All things are passing away. Behold, right now, right now, everything's made new. Say freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom is in this place. Freedom, 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 Let me hear you. If you have ears to hear, I want you to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you right now. The rear view of a car is for looking in the rear view mirror and changing lanes. It's not to live there. Some of you have been looking at the stuff in the past and been living there. 
God said you're about to change lanes and you're about to go forward today. No more peeking in the past. God said you have an expected end and it starts now. David, I release healing in your body from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Abba, I ask you today that you will come in and, and change and shift things and that you will make this body new in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to hear me now. Two days ago, my wife had to take me to the ER. I'm a healthy guy. My heart is healthy, my sugar is healthy, everything healthy about me. And I'm saying, Lord, what is this? I mean, I could barely move. I'm here to tell you there's trying to be an attack on your body that is not yours. There's an attack on your family that's not yours. There's an attack on your business that's not yours. My wife called my friends and got to pray. And I'm sitting there in that bed and I said, Jesus, This is not mine. It is illegal in my body. What is illegal in your marriage? What is illegal in your family? What is illegal in your body? I dare you to say, devil, devil this, is not mine. this is not mine. This belongs to Yahshua. This belongs to Yeshua. And I declare freedom. In this body, in this body, in my house, in my house, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you need a healing, lift your hands. I'm telling you, there's not one feeble among them in the Bible. When I read this truth, everyone that encountered Jesus was made whole. Yes. Somebody say everyone. Everyone. That means me. That means me. <laughs> Be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Who's having problems in their marriage? Let's be honest. family business right now we're in the father's business right now I want you to look in that camera and look at those that got their hands lifted and I want you to pray over their marriage right now are you ready to receive if you're watching online it's time to press in it's time to press in they're going to pray
live stream of everyone in this building. We declare wholeness over every marriage. We declare your strategic involvement in every facet of every marriage here today. Marriage is your design. We come against any distortion of what you've designed marriage to be. Just not on our watch, God. Not on our watch. Will we let marriages fall by the wayside? We pray for strong marriages. Strong marriages, God. Just invade the very core of marriage. It was your idea. We just thank you. It was your idea. We just pray for that strength to come into every marriage in this room, every marriage online. Hmm. Just the people would explore and discover the beauty that you have designed for their marriage, God. That they would just represent your goodness to the world. God, just we just declare the enemy's plans would be completely shattered, have no impact. Hmm. God, that marriages would rise up to be an example to the world of what you have for us and the beauty of what it is. Mm. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lift your hands if you receive that. There's a dance, a fresh dance that's coming in this place. Who used to dance and don't dance anymore? Let's be honest. Come on, some of y'all on two and three, and some are on one and three, and some are, some just quit. But there's a dance. God's returning that dance. See, when the ark came back, David danced. There was a celebration inside of him that he couldn't hold no, no longer. I want my wife to release that over you. This is this this is a dancer here. See, I I, I have a I have a great awesome chair dance. I can party up top and my legs be. But God said, He's going in this season of your life that you're going to dance like nobody's watching. <laughs> Go ahead and pray. Father God, we just thank you right now that you are restoring the dance that you are restoring the joy, that you are restoring the gladness, that you are restoring, God, us in the name of Jesus. Where trials and tribulations and persecution has taken away our joy, that has taken away our dance, God, we declare right now that our dance is back. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, that our joy is back. Hallelujah. That we would dance like David danced. Hallelujah. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever that looks like for me, it may not look the same, hallelujah, but we got our joy back on today. We declare it, we speak it, and we say yes to it in the yes. name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the dance, God. Somebody need to dance. I'm going to give you a secret to dancing. Lift your left leg up. Put it down. Say, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your right leg up. <laughs> Say, I praise you, Jesus. Now start thanking him and praising him. Start thanking him and praising him. Thank you for help. I praise you for wisdom. Thank you for forgiveness. I praise you for this. And next thing you know, a dance breaks out in your heart like never before. Hallelujah. If you want, you can dance back to your seats. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. How many people love Jesus out there? Who can be an honest say, who can be honest and say, I, I'm in like with Jesus, but I need to grow to the love part? Amen. Today you're about to grow. I remember, I don't know if my wife remembers. I wrote a song for you, remember? I was uh, sitting at the table and I wrote a quick song. I was just going through, and you know, I can't sing. Well, I can sing, but I don't know if you want to hear it. <laughs> and I was sitting there writing, just, just thinking about how good she is to me, you know, how good our marriage is and everything. And it was like real early in our marriage. And I wrote it down, and I came to her, and I began to sing it to you. Remember that? Y'all want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, of course y'all want to hear it. <laughs> so y'all can have something on me. <laughs> but I, I'll give you kind of the words, and, and it really... It really helped me open up in my, uh, my worship with the Lord because there was a season in my life where I was like, well, let me get past the worship and I just be there for the word. Anybody been there before? Let's be honest. Say, I just want to get past all that stuff. I just want to hear the word. And I realized that my situation was I wasn't in love. I was in like. And I had to grow to the point where I was in love, because when I was in love with my wife, I was seeing, I was seeing about this stuff inside my heart. It would come out, and I wrote this song. I'm gonna sing a little, just the first verse of it. If y'all bear with me, if you got auto tune online, can you auto tune it for me? <laughs> I, I don't want them to think that I sound that horrible. But it, the lyrics went kind of like this: Early one Sunday morning, watch it. I woke and sat at the table, thinking of you for a while, your pretty smile, all that you've done for me, makes me feel warm all over, like cold weather still undercover, my passion for you is strong, like mighty winds forming before storm, your breath moves me like God's spirit. You don't have to speak words, I can feel it. I was looking at you, I mean, I'm gonna stop right there. Y'all get the point. Let, let, let me tell you, if any of you, if any of you seen her face, my gosh, she was lit up smiling. She's like, we can leave here right now. That's how worship is with God. You got to understand when, when, you know, I, I, he didn't, no one had to lay hands on me. That expression of how she felt, I mean, everything that she may have been thinking about, what's going on was falling off because I sang over her. There's a song that the Lord sings over you. There's a song of love that's being sang over you. As much as we encounter worship and we open our mouth and we begin to sing to the Lord, sometimes you got to listen to the song that's being sang over you. I mean, there's a song of freedom that's in this house that, that, that just comes when you open your mouth and you begin to praise and bless the name of the Lord. If you're going through something, just open your mouth and say, Yeshua, I love you. And, and listen to the song coming back from heaven. I love you, son. I love you, daughter. My God, are you with me? So, so many times we put emphasis on the 10 steps to getting delivered, five steps for this. How many have heard, heard or seen books like that? Three steps, four steps, five steps, six steps. But with Jesus, it can be one step. Are you with me? Sometimes we, we want to get so systematic with God and God's saying, no, let's just take it down to the one thing. Are, are you with me? What's the most important thing when building a house? Foundation. And I can share with you guys as, as being a pastor for, for many years, um, those that have been away from the Lord for some time due to whatever issues in churches, this place right here is not one of them. We have leadership here that that really good at building foundations. 
But some people have been in the, the presence uh, of God in places where there was a bully in the pulpit. Or when you got saved, they gave you a real book of rules that you should do, do's and this, do this, don't do that, do this. How many people know what I'm talking about? Do this, do that, do this, do that. We're good at trying to give you the rules and the, instead of building, first of all, the foundation. Are you with me? When Adam was created, the father took him and put him in his presence. He didn't let him wander around and find the presence of his father. He took him and put him in the Garden of Eden. Read Genesis. He put him where he can learn face to face who the father is and who he is to the father. He fell in love face to face with the father. I mean, they had such a great relationship. They would walk and, and he held his hand. They talked and they had a conversation. And, and I could just see him looking at the breath of God and God looking at his breath. as it returned. You know, you've been in love. Those have been in love. Sometimes you're not even hearing what your spouse is saying. You're just looking at her lips. Man, those are some beautiful lips. Those are some beautiful lips. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. And I'm like, and I can imagine Adam believing what God said about him. God said, you're awesome, man. You're like the first computer. You named every animal, and that's what it was, and that's what it will always be. Man, your mind will never shut off. It goes day and night. You can meditate on me day and night, and I can meditate on you day and night. We can have a relationship when you're sleeping. I'm like, I can see Adam looking like, man, I guess I am all that. See, he, he, I can see him believing what God said about him. Are you with me? So many times... We enter into the relationship with God, and we say yes with our lips, but there's something inside of us that still believes what the enemy said about us. So we enter in with a distorted relationship with God, and, 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 we, and we come, but we sit in the back aisle because I may have failed yesterday, so I don't think that he wants to see me in the front row. I, I, so I, so I kind of slip in and slip out because I don't think I'm where I want to be. But when I look at even Genesis, the father was still looking for Adam. Adam, where are you? I mean, think about that. Don't raise your hands, but how many of you felt like you were on probation with God before? Time out. See, we've, we, we don't believe that he loves with his whole heart, that he loves with all of it. Somebody say, all. Oh. Oh. That was weak. <laughs> say, all. Oh. Oh. That's how he loves. I want you to imagine this. Imagine going to the Atlantic Ocean and God taking the ocean and dumping it out and you drinking it. He's pouring his whole heart into you. He's not tipping a little dab of do you? I guess some of y'all don't know about the dab of do you? <laughs> Where you got half a gallon and you splitting it up. God said, I'm going to give you a little, you a little. No, that's not how. God has enough heart to fill every heart in this. Billions of hearts. He can fill billions of hearts and still has a re have a reservoir. Are you with me? It's endless. Pastor Jim says it's like standing under a waterfall and his, and his love, his mercy begin to wash you continuously and never runs out. And that's his heart for you. He says, my love will never run out on you. You run out on him, but guess what? His love still chases you. Are you with me? I'm going to give you, I ain't got into my notes yet, but I'm going to give you a scripture here. Romans chapter 5, verse 20, where sin abound, grace, grace abounds much more. Somebody say much more. When sin is tyrant, that's what it means when sin abounds. That means it's a tyrant. It won't let you go. Somebody say, when sin won't let me go, grace is king. There is something stronger and powerful 
more powerful than any failure that you can have. See, people put you on that probation and won't let you go. But the problem here, hear me now. The problem is if you believe that over how God sees you. Are you with me? Say, somebody say, that's the problem. Write the scripture down, and, and, and we're going to dive right into it. Write down Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 38. This is like Jesus' mission statement. I believe, like, if you can grab a hold of this, this is the, this is everything. He says, you shall love the Lord with, somebody say, all. He says, you shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is first and greatest. I mean, this is like Jesus is prophesying and he's exhorting the same time. I mean, this is a group of people who have never heard that this is first and great in their life. See, the first deals with your foundation. First is everything in the kingdom of God must be built upon this. That you, I mean, this is dy dynamic. Think about it. Old Testament, they didn't know that God had a personality that, that he loves them. Think about it. I mean, they were bringing a sacrifice after a goat, bull, donkey. I mean, you, you bring in all these sacrifices, sin offerings, all these offerings, 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 offerings. They were raised in kingdoms where they were made to love. Are you with me? So if everything around you says, I'm, I'm made to love, and when I fail, I need a sacrifice. When I fail, I need a sacrifice. And, and so they, they understand that they ought to love them. Why? De Deuteronomy says that. The great you are. But it never said that it was first in building the kingdom. It took Jesus coming, saying, let me realign your hearts to what the Father really says and how he really feels about you. I mean, it opened up so much of their thinking because they had no idea that our creator Loves me with his whole mind. I want you to go outside and look up at the sky. Look at the stars. I mean, he can multiply stars by the billions. And he loves the child that runs out of counting after their fingers and toes are done. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. What comes after 20? And he loves that person like he like with his whole mind. Are you with me? The first commandment doesn't start with me. We have, we kind of think God is not we're made in God's image, but God is made in ours. Now, now I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about your neighbor. Because we, we get mad at people and don't want to be around them. We forget people, but we'll put them over there. How many heard that before? I, I can't, I don't, I'm not going to be around them. I love them, but I ain't going to be around them. I mean, can you imagine you go to heaven? Jesus. He's like, oh, no, nah, I ain't going to be around that one. Now nah, you go stand over there. Would that be a problem? Could you, could you lift your hands and say how wonderful he is if he treated us like we treat others? See, we want the grace to fill our hearts. Hear me now, I'm not trying to, I'm not bullying or beating no one. I just want to raise the hearts to God's standard. I want to, I want to break every chain off your heart that hinders love from cleaning and covering every space of your heart. But it doesn't start with us. 
Loving God starts with him. It starts with us seeing how God loves himself. How God loves Jesus. How God loves Holy Spirit. You understand, before we were even made, God was already, he already knew who he was. He was fully persuaded in who he is before he met you to sing about who he is. Think about that. He already knew he was awesome before us, before we sang how awesome he is. He knew he was awesome. He knew he was worthy before he gave you life, and we begin to sing how worthy he is. So he didn't, he didn't, he doesn't make worship for us to remind him of who he is. He already knows. He made worship to remind you of who he is. And then he says, you know what? I'm awesome. Guess what? You're just like Abba. Come on now. He, you begin to sing how worthy you are. He says, you know how worthy you are. I would die for just you. I'd die for just you. If it was just you, I would have still laid my life down. I mean, somebody, you, you singing how worthy he is. He says, do you see that you're worth it too? That's what worthy means. Worthy means worth it. What's it? Whatever's in his hands. The father looked around and said, she's worth it. What is it? The only thing that could take the place of their sin. I got to send the original. Jesus, you got to die. And he didn't even hesitate. Yes. Do you understand that the, the, the way the father loves Jesus, Jesus says, I love you. There's no diminishing of his love. That's how I know that when he said, oh, you got to die for him, Jesus jumped up and said, yes, why? The, the love is the same. Are you with me? Are you getting it? Look at John chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in that love. Somebody say, stay there. Stay there. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to get my, my three lovers up here. Before you think weird, I love weird too. Ken, get up here. Come on up here, Ken. Otto. Come on up here. Yep. The way Abba loves Jesus. Your hand on the shoulder. Holy Spirit loves Jesus. That's a continued love. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for who? Me. That means while my breath smelled like Bud Light, and I was ghouly eyeing that girl that's not my girl. Well, she's my girl now. I wasn't nothing pretty to look at. I wasn't desirable. I was the worst of the worst. They looked over at me. Look over at me. <laughs> what y'all looking at? Are you following me? They're enjoying the love affair up here. And they open their hearts. Who, me? Y'all want me? They bring me into a relationship. They told me I can come boldly before them. We're the throne of grace. See, grace gave me access, not to stay the same, but to behold and become. So come on in here. But I stink. Come on in here. Holy Spirit, I'm going to use Jesus' blood to clean you up. You know, so the Holy Spirit takes me into the deep things of Abba's heart. This, this is why he's... He's so necessary because without Holy Spirit, I'll never. He, he gives me the insight on this relationship here, and he takes me to the ocean of God, the Father's love. I say, I can't swim. He says, I got you. So he opens, me, opens up and, re, and invites me in 
and tells me to abide here. That means when I'm going somewhere, come on, my, my team is coming. <laughs> See, I'm living, I'm living in this relationship. Oh, who's that? I'm going to meet this person in this love. This is the all thing. Are you with? I'm trying to take it down simple. Because it's the simplicity of the gospel that God loves. This is what wins the hearts of people. Is this here? I'm meeting new people. I'm ministering. I'm loving new people in this concert of love here. Are you with me? Thank you, team. Abide in that love. Realign yourself in that love. What happens when your car doesn't get a realignment? The tires wear. You get left tire bald, the right tire got tread. Your stuff starts to wear. See, this is what happens when we don't abide in that love that God has. Our, things in our life begin to wear. All of a sudden, that, that woman that you were so excited about at 20s, you open the door. Yeah, I got you, honey. In your 30s, you better come on. <laughs> 40s, you don't even speak to her no more. That same baby that you held in your hands and looked in her eyes and said, oh, God, daddy's nose. Now they're breaking stuff in your house, and you're like, oh, I'll pray for them. Now 20s, they can go on out the door. Are you with me? Because, hear me now, if we make the second, what God calls the second greatest commandment, which is loving people. If we make that our priority over the one thing, <laughs> you're not going to sustain forever. This is what burns people out is when, oh, I love the gift. And then we go hard for the gift, which is the people loving, you know, whether it's career, relationships. We make that the priority, and it messes up our foundation. The foundation is loving God with all of our heart, with all of, are you with me? The foundation is loving him, and out of loving him is the overflow of loving people. It cannot be the other way around. It cannot be loving my family, and then God, if I can fit you in there somewhere. Because that calls wear and tear on my heart. It calls wear and tear on me, and then I start loving distortedly. And I need it. That's why he says, come get your alignment. Abiding in him is realigning your heart to the one thing that really matters in your life. My wife, I mean, just a few months ago, not even a month, we were talking, and she said, Pastor Derek, she called me Pastor Derek at home. It's when, I, when she says Pastor Derek, I already know she's about to say something that God's going to say. <laughs> and it's, okay, I got to realign somewhere because she called me Pastor Derek. And she says, you need to align your heart right here. See, the, the easy thing to do is get defensive. But I'm going to help you out. Loving God with your strength deals with everything that God gives you, whether it's finances or your talent or your right to be right. Are you with me? When Jesus died on the cross, he was dying. He, he, he loved God with his strength. He could have called it legions down. Are you with me? But he said, I'm going to sit here and die on the cross. Why? That, he's loving with his strength. If you're God, come down and save yourself and us. If you just knew. Are you with me? Somebody say abide there. Abide. Look at John chapter 17, verse 26. Jesus prays that the Father will love, that the Father's love will be imparted in us. Jesus prayed that the Father's love will be imparted in us. I'm going to show you. 
sometimes we have to catch something. Are you with me? You got you to gotta lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive it. There, there's some things. Can you show me where, anywhere where Jesus says, now this is going to take 12 steps for you to get this. Did he ever say that? So why do we add things? Some things you're just going to have to look at God and look in them eyes of fire, those eyes of love that's burning and looking at you, them googly eyes that love, and say, God, I receive it. It says that the love which you, talking about the Father, love me, may be where? In them. Somebody say, in me. I showed you the demonstration. The love which you love me, Father, may be in them. Somebody say, it's mine. Anything that re resembles not that love is an imitation. It is a lie that you're believing, and it must come down. Are you with me? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. I love how Jesus goes back. Because so many times we look at Old Testament and we say, oh, the father, the father was, was strict. Rules. But he says here, you shall love the Lord with what? All your heart, with all your strength. These are the same things that Jesus was quoting. So you mean what Moses, what Moses came down from the mountain and told a bunch of people away from God? It's the same thing Jesus went to the, was going to the cross and telling a bunch of people who were away from God? God is after all of our hearts. Some things, you know what, healing, the things that we love, healing, deliverance, freedom, all that stuff, those are byproducts of the real thing. When I say byproduct, meaning he's going to give it to you, but it's all to draw you in love even more. It's not about chasing after prophecy or chasing after healing, chasing after love. Those things come because he loves. Make loving me your priority. It, it always has been. You know, that's what he wanted in the garden with Adam. That's what he wanted when he came down, Moses came down from the mountain. That's what Jesus wanted on the cross. He says, I have never changed my mind that I want a lover. I want somebody who wholeheartedly loves me. You know, he, that's why it starts with him. He says, I'm not going to ask you something that I don't do first. He said, I'm going to show you that I wholeheartedly love you. That's why anything that, that, that we speak on as far as grace does, that, that does not draw us to wholehearted loving is not the right message of grace. Grace draws us to the lover, and we see the big heart of God, and we fall even more in love with that. Are you with me? If you're waiting, if you say, well, I want grace, but I don't want to change, how many of you fell in love with someone that you never knew? Caveman. Not, not the caveman that goes here. <laughs> but only, only in, on TV where you see somebody clunk somebody in the head and drag the woman in the house and say, you're my wife. Try that. Don't try that. But try that outside of here, you might get a charge. There's no woman who's going to take your hand in a grocery store and say, oh, you're mine now, and you walk off with it. No. It doesn't happen that way. But somehow we want our relationship with Abba to be that way. I wanna, it's not about how, how much of me that I don't have to change and still be accepted. It's, Father, how much of me can I give how far can I go? How, how deep is this ocean of your love? How much of myself can I give? Whoo! 
Are you with me? Withhold nothing. Withhold nothing. Are we here? First, I want you to write the word first down. The Spirit's first priority is to emphasize uh, in the church is the to God's people is to love God. This is first. This is first. Loving God is first. However, it's natural for us to emphasize our needs. I want you to spend the next month changing your prayer time. Changing prayer from the things that we desire naturally and spend that same amount of time loving God first. Watching, reading how the Father loves Jesus in the Bible and put language to it. Begin to speak that back to him. Say, oh, Jesus, I, I hear, uh, Holy Spirit, I hear how you, Jesus prayed and said, I thank you, Father, that you hear me always. The Father hears Jesus always, and you love me the same way. If you hear Jesus always, thank you that you hear me always, Father. Are you with me? So everything you find where Jesus was interacting with the Father, begin to thank God that he interacts with you the same way. My father, when he was alive, I love that man. <laughs> awesome. I got a couple of relatives here, his, his sister and his brother, my uncle and aunt right there. I remember when my mother called me, I was in New York, and uh, she called me and said, Derek, your dad's sugar went all the way up. I think some crazy number was like 1,000, something like that, where he was in a coma. And I was sitting in New York, and uh, she said, you're going to have to come back to Ohio. And I began to pray right there in Brooklyn. And I, and I didn't panic. I, I got sat there, and uh, a peace came upon me. And I began to pray that he's going to recover. He's going to be in his natural mind. He's going to be playing the organ again. I began to pray. The sweat began to fall, come off my head. And I hung up the phone. I said, all right, Mom, I'm going to stay here. And I hung up the phone. And she said, you're going to stay here in New York. Come on home. You know, it's a fire at home. You know, when things, crazy things happen, your attention go right to the fire, right? But what if your attention goes right to the Father's heart? Are you with me? Realign where the real fire is. That, that's, a, that's a fake fire. The real fire is his heart. Jesus, what did you say? If Jesus, I'll begin to read where Lazarus was sick, and Jesus said, I'm going to get some glory out of this and begin to stay there. He was on assignment for Father. He didn't stay because he's on his own. He was staying because the Father told him to stay. Are you with me? He, he said, I and the Father are one. He said, I don't do anything unless the Father do it. So, so the Father has him sitting there. How many times we jump out of where God says to be because we see the fire? I prayed, and not too long later, later, not too long after that, his family, my, my uncles and aunts, and everybody was praying. We were praying, and as you know, back to normal, back to playing the organ, back to walking. Everything that the devil said that he wasn't going to do again, he was doing it, playing by ear, and I'm singing off key at my church. He could never find me. I, I couldn't find him. But, but he, will, he will sit there and play like, like I was an angel singing. I'm like, who in the world can endure this abuse with their ears? <laughs> but, but that's how God the Father is too. So many times uh, we, 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 God does things and we think that he don't want to hear us praise. 
We don't want to open our mouth because we don't think we sound great. You know what? You're perfect tune to God. So I watched how Jesus moved in the Bible. I don't even think Jesus' blood pressure ever raised. I mean, think about that. His blood pressure never raised. He put everything in perspective. I mean, anybody that can sleep in the bottom of a boat in the middle of a hurricane-like weather, their <laughs> blood pressure doesn't raise. Are you with me? So if everything could be chaotic in Jesus' life, and he says, I'm going to go down here and catch some Z's. Why are, he says, I made you to be steady. I made you to be like this in my presence. Not this, not this. I'm unstable, unstable, what? In all my ways. If I'm doing this, back and forth. I love you, Jesus. I think. I love you, Jesus. I, am I, am I, are you with me? He says, I made you to be like this. Why? I am a rock. We say, yo, you're the chief cornerstone. Guess what? The apostles and the prophets, he says, are part of the foundation. Somebody say, he's building He's building society off of how we do things. Are you, are you with me? When the church is unstable, America's unstable. Uh, I'm not going to say that too loud. See, see, there, that's the byproduct of the house. You don't believe that. Are you with me? Somebody say great. Great is the, write down great. This means having the greatest impact on my heart and yours. When he says this is first and great, he's saying this has the greatest impact on your heart. I remember when I was in Bible college. I went, my, my wife was my girlfriend then. Um, there was a time in my life during Bible college, I didn't have a job. I, I gave up a job. I was making like $50,000 a year being an interior designer back in 2001 or something like that, 19, 20-year-old. And I remember my boss came to me and said, hey, Derek, he called me in his office. He said, you have to make a choice. You can't do this and do that. It was an easy choice. One deals with my future, the other one I'm just stopping through. So I end up moving in with some roommates, and uh, the roommate situation got crazy. And I found myself sleeping in my car during Bible college. Put my whole suit on. It's back when school we had to wear a suit. We had to dress like we were already in ministry. I would wear a suit. I would go sleep in my car, and I would talk to then my girlfriend, my wife now. And she began to love me, and I began to love her, and we began to, she was checking on me, you okay, you cold, you warm. This is like in wintertime, too. Was it like wintertime? Wintertime. And I'm still staying steadfast to what God told me to do in the midst of the fire. I could have left that. And went back to doing what I do it as far as interior designing and stuff. And been all right. But the Lord was challenging me through this season. It wasn't a long season. It was just a few weeks or a few months. Uh, where will he continue to be and do what I called him to do? Or will he look at things, the situation, and will his situation dictate what I called him to do and be? Will he put me on pause? Are you with me? I'm not saying your situation is like mine was then, but I went through a season where, where everything that I was building around me was feeling like it was unstable except for my heart. My heart was steady, what God called me to do and what God called me to be. And my friends, my 
awesome girlfriend. I hate calling her my girlfriend because I won't call her my wife, but my girl and friend. Shatisha saw the king inside me and began to speak. You got to align yourself with people that see destiny in your life. You know, you know, destiny, it, it can take you where you need to go. Are you with me? People can see what you, your potential, where you're supposed to be in life, and can keep speaking up on that versus you're never going to make it, you're never going to do this, you're never going to be that. We have all, and what happens, see, hear me now, when you, when you put people at the first place and not God, you start to fight and war against what people's opinion is. You know, because if you start to love people more than God, well, they said I'm this, they said I'm that. So you spend your time trying to argue down people's opinion of you. And God says, my opinion is the only opinion that matters. Think about Jesus. Jesus feed 5,000 people, and they begin to talk about how awesome he is. He withdraw himself from people's opinion. Think about that. See, it's not always the good things. Sometimes it's the bad. It's not always the bad thing. Sometimes it's the good thing. You can't get too high on people, and you can't get too low on people. You, there's only one person's opinion that matters, and that's Abba's. And out of that flows how to deal with these relationships. Some of the people in here haven't been to church in a while because of people's opinion. I talked to somebody who said, Pastor, I love God but I don't love people. Well, you're in a problem because Jesus loved people. So, so we, can't, we can't use that lie, I can't be around who Jesus loved because of people. How many people was all together before they came to church? How many online was all together before you came to church? So can we all agree that there's going to be people that step on your toes when you come to church? There's not going to be people all together when you come to church. But there's one that is all together, and we're all beholding the beauty of who he is. Are you with me? So this is where the realignment comes into play. I know you love Jesus, but let's realign your heart to the one thing that matters. Let's come back into the building. If you're watching online, I'm speaking to you. I'm, I'm going to prophesy over your life right now. That God's going to raise your heart to the greater love, the greater dimension of love, where you're going to give him your whole heart, and everything that's his is going to be yours in this season of your life. In Jesus' name. Are, are you with me? Loving God with your mind. This is one of the hardest things, but it's easy. This was one of my hard things I wrestled with. How many of you are daydreamers? See, the daydreamers are the, are the, 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 the greatest, I'm going to tell you, because your mind's already out there. You just need to learn how to bring it around. Bring them in, bring it in, because you're already a dreamer. Are you with me? Your mind was created to never shut off day and night. Matter of fact, you are the director, the star, the villain, and the people watching in your mind. You are the creator of the movie in your head. You are the action hero in your head. You're the person trying to stop the person from winning in your head. And you're the crowd that's watching the dream in your head. No wonder he calls the mind the battlefield. Are you with me? You have the ability to love God with your mind. How do I do that, Pastor? Sometimes it requires pushing pause on some stuff that we put through our eyes. Are you with me? Sometimes you need to say to social media, not today. Sometimes Twitter and all that stuff, you got to say, you know what, this is, this is, this is, I'm making a covenant with my eyes. Because if I make the covenant with my eyes, God can have my heart. 
Why? Because it goes from the mind to the heart. You know, what comes from here goes down to here, and out of here your mouth speaks. So if I want to fix what's coming out of here, sometimes i got to start at the beginning, make the covenant with my eyes. Certain things in this season I'm just not going to be around and not going to watch. There was a season in my life where I had a best friend. I told many of you this story. We were driving, I was 19 years old in Whitehall, and I looked at him, and uh, I said to him, I said, I'm not going to be able to ride with you no more. This season of my life, I'm not going to be able to hang around with you. He was a drug dealer. He slammed on his brakes. He said, what do you mean? I never sold drugs, but I hung with them. He said, what do you mean? I said, what God's calling me to do in my life during this season, I just feel like it just feels uncomfortable being in the car with you, knowing what you're doing. And it's I just feel guilty every time. He opened the door and said, get out. Now, I lived like 40, 30, 40 minutes away from where he put me out of the car. And I'm thinking he's joking. I'm smiling. He pulls off. And I begin to walk back. Thank you, Jesus, that you love me. Thank you, Jesus, that you speak well of me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm a new Christian. And I begin to put language with to the truth that I knew. Fast forward 10 years later, open up our church. Guess who's right there? Why? Began to preach the gospel. And he was one of the people that got saved. See, some people, when you say no to now, God says, I'm not saying no forever. There's some things in your life that you, you got to say, God, Nothing's off limits. How many believe that what you give to God during this season of your life, he's going to reward you? So you can now give God. Matter of fact, he says, I am a rewarder to those that diligently seek me. I am a rewarder. First of all, you got to know he exists and that he rewards. That's his heart. That's what he loves to do. That's who he is. That's his nature. Are you with me? Is anybody getting this? Write this down. I am loved by God. And I am a lover of God. I am loved by God. And I am the same love that he gives me, that he imparted me. I give back to him. Never let anyone or anything break that chain of love that pours into your heart. It's poured into your heart. He doesn't sample it. He pours it into your heart. I want everyone to close their eyes. Take a moment to just to meditate on what Jesus spoke to us and saying. I'm reminded of a scripture that says, build my house strong and hold the walls of God. And I thank you for that word, Lord. We have come to a part in this service that everyone can participate in, that everyone could be a part of. That we can all just take a moment to just really receive and hear what God 